following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. <laughs> and here it is. It's a Thursday inside the SWBC podcast studio it's at the chilly. Star in Frisco. And Mickey says it's, it's chilly. chilly. It wasn't chilly when I got here. Well, you go stand out there and do the interview with Dak. And then he you means come it, back it's and chilly in the shade. That's what he means. It's outside. chilly in the shade. 68 degrees outside. It is not 68 degrees. Go stand out there. The wind chill. The wind chill I want is, you to go stand out there. The wind chill is 69. See, it's see warmer how, than what it is. See how quickly you come back in. Do they have parkas on out there? No, they do not. They do not. As a matter of fact, Rob Phillips had a long sleeve shirt on. He went back to his desk and got his jacket. Oh, oh wow. my God. And he had to go all the way back upstairs to get it, too. Wow. wow. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is this like Oxnard weather? Are we yes. back to Oxnard? Yes, that's what it feels like. All right, after the sun goes down after at Oxnard. After the sun goes down, yeah, right. This is okay. 14 mile an hour wind right now. Okay. See there? 14, 14 miles an hour. 14 mile an hour, which drops that wind chill from 68 to 67. There you I bet go, it's man. 60. Yeah. Yep. There you go. All right, so the that's the weather service right now says it's sixty-eight. It feels like sixty-eight degrees. No, see that? I told you. It's like, well, the it's national like weather, the national weather service isn't here. This wind is coming start. from the south. It's, <laughs> it's dropping precipitously because on my phone the temperature is sixty-five degrees. Whoa, see there? Oh my God, down. it's going down, guys. Here we go. All right, we're just getting ready for the Meadowlands weather. Yes, it's NFC oh, East man. weather football. And the Cowboys were outside today. Yes, they were in shells. In they shells. They had a full practice. Mm. They only have two padded practices left, meaning available for the last uh So they're not three using games. one this week? They're not using one this week. So, so they, wait. They have only so many they have a year, a season. So this is, you mean like padded. Padded. padded so shoulder pads. This week. No. They have two this week. No, no. <laughs> two, two for the rest week. of the season. Because yeah, you got There's... three games left. Well, so they got one left, next right? week and then one the week after that. Per week. No, no. <laughs> no. In total. I just can't get my mind wrapped around this, man. <laughs> Why did they use them all up? What happened? Well, they used one a week because you can only have one a week. Wow. For 17 weeks, 18 weeks? I don't know if they gave him another, but no, no, no. It was like 13 or 14 I think it, for the season. I think it's, yeah, 13 or 14. That's it. <laughs> you know what? You sound like you sound like Flozell Adams. And I saw him a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know, they could use a backup tackle. He goes, no, no, I'm done. Uh-huh. I said, but, you know, you might not have to play, and you only have to practice. He goes, yeah, i got to practice and put on pads. I go, no, only once a week. And he looked at me like, what? I said, yeah, one padded practice a week. Not That's even it. that. And not even that for every week, right? And he's going – Hmm, maybe I'll take you up on that. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll take him up. Give me a break. I could just sit back there and, 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 and dime and just play middle middle field, center field. You don't need like, your pads, right? I don't even need them, yeah. Because there's no tackling going on. Right, There's right. no tackling I can just usher him out of bounds. I don't right. have to actually tackle him. All right. So to let you know what happened in practice, uh, obviously no Tyron Smith, no Cedric Wilson. Um 
Sean McEwen is out there, so it looks like he probably with that neck injury is ready to go. Uh, Tony Pollard uh, came out uh, with Zeke when the guys were doing stretch. Uh, Zeke got on the stationary bike. Pollard worked out with Britt Brown on the cords. Mm -hmm. But when they went into some of the skeleton drills uh, and individual drills, he had his helmet on, his shells on, and he was taking turns with Zeke. Oh, okay. So I think at least limited today, and I think that might bode well if he comes out of it uh, okay. Um, Donovan Wilson was back looks like back in practice now I don't know if he would be uh, just limited but at least he was out there taking parts uh, in the practice Mm -hmm. and uh, Zeke was doing individual drills and skeleton drills and didn't seem to be having any problems so um, that's kind of your injury update uh, because from yesterday and they didn't practice yesterday right because they were in, tired, indoors, right, yeah. tired, resting their legs. <laughs> Can't work too hard that's in December, in right? The CBA too, right? Yeah, we're tired. So that's why they they had a lesser practice today because they didn't practice yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the Giants, one, two, three, four, five guys didn't practice yesterday, and theirs was basically a walkthrough also. So five guys couldn't even do the walkthrough. Uh, and then they had three other guys limited, and now they've got six guys COVID. Uh, on COVID. Yeah, I was going to say, who, what's the COVID count on both squads? So one. Cowboys won. Mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson. Mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson. Mm-hmm. And looks like six or so at this point, although some guys could get back in time. Uh, they're, uh, I, I believe he's the safety. Uh, see if I can say this. Oshan Ziminus. Mm-hmm. Uh, is close contact. How did I do? You did good. Did, did good. Good. You don't even know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> he's looking. Yeah, he's, he's looking. Checking it out. Right. Yeah, he's checking it out. He's, I, not, he's not a safety. Oh, okay. He's linebacker. Linebacker. Uh, I wrote it down phonetically, so I got it. You know, uh, is it just the holidays? Is that why? I don't know what's this outbreak happened. Is so they've on? had a hundred. So far this yeah, week, and it in, jumped in I the mean, league. So on Monday it was, it was 35. thirty-seven. Yeah. Of 37. No, so that was one day. Right. Yeah, but two three days, days later, it was 75. Three days in a row, it, it got uh, up to almost 100. So it's been about 35 a day. Yesterday, 30. 75. Yeah. Today, 100. Yeah. That's the way it was yesterday. So the 70. Giants are without uh, Kadarius Tony and John Ross, two of their better wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Linebacker Cam Brown uh, and then Aaron Robinson was out. And there are one, two, three, four, uh, five, Dory Jackson, six, too. seven. Uh, Dory Jackson, they got seven teams right now are in advanced COVID protocol, meaning they're uh, virtual meetings, masked up, uh, can't be in the facility other than to practice. Uh, so, yeah. And, yeah, Adoree uh, Jackson is out with a quad. He's hurt anyway. He's hurt But he's anyway. one of those yeah, COVID guys. Right, exactly. Um, and well, then for, it, we've seen this coming. We've seen this before. So is the NFL – are they they're getting close yes they're getting close to coming down with more uh stringent protocols as a matter of fact the nfl observer was here today Mm. i'm sure he was in town for the nfl meetings and he but he comes in like once a month to observe not only practice you're like who's out there who's around the practice how many people that aren't players out there and walks through the facility over there to see the cameras are up and how they're conducting themselves. Uh, But, yeah, 
And, you know, they've come out and uh, basically telling uh, the staff, Tier 1, Tier 2 staff, you got to get your booster by December 27th. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mike mentioned yesterday that head athletic trainer Jim Maurer talked to the team before practice on Mm -hmm. Wednesday explaining the importance of the booster. Can't can't mandate it, but can tell how important it is. And also social distancing. I mean, you know, it's the holidays – you know, Thanksgiving and now Christmas is coming up. Uh, you just got to be even more careful. Yeah. I've got a question about the booster. At what point after you get the booster shot does it take effect? Because when you when you got your yeah, took, original, weeks, it was two right. weeks after your second shot, right? Right. Yeah. So when you and it was four weeks in between, so it was like a six week process. So I think I, think I saw something about. Ten days. All right. So if the if you've got the deadline of December twenty seventh, the season, uh, the regular season ends on January Mm ninth, and so you if if someone aren't there two games in January? Yeah, January second and January ninth. Okay. All right. So if the deadline is December twenty seventh for the teams that don't make the playoffs, the the booster doesn't take a if you if you wait until they're not worried about if you wait about until December twenty seventh. You know, if, if that's the date, then it doesn't you take effect for another not, 10 days prior. after it's that. It's not the players. It's the staff, December 27th, on the booster. Okay. But I'm talking about the staff. I mean, well, so if you're if you're going to set a date, if you got to get the booster, go ahead. If, if, to have an effect on the season, do it earlier. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I mean, if you're going to – You could it, – it doesn't take long, right? You can go to CVS and get – a booster. My son just got one this morning. Go to Walgreens. I fussed at him last night, and he got up this morning, and he went and, and went got, and it. got it. Stuff's already done. Because what the the uh, and he it, went to CVS. Yeah, was he? yeah, he did. <laughs> was it Seals, Doctor Seals, the, the NFL mm-hmm. guy, yep. do, uh, medical director? Um, he was basically saying, if you have just the regular vaccination, at some point it starts wearing down. It doesn't wear off, but it wears yeah. down. Yeah. And so, yeah, you, you can go and get the booster, and you'd be good to go, or at least a little bit more confident, let's put it that right. way. Right. We're well, still not sure how much confidence I ex- have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So that's your medical update for now, Dr. Uh, Mickey Fauci. As it, uh, <laughs> as it pertains to Sunday's game, there is one guy who is on the Giants' close contact list who is uh, out of practice right now, and that's the safety Xavier McKinney. Uh, he has right. not tested positive, but he, uh, because there are, I believe there's a safety or two in there, he's a close contact. And so um, Joe Judge expressed today that as, as long as McKinney doesn't test positive this week, he's confident he'll be able to play on Sunday. Right. And, uh, but and right he now he's out sim- with the close contact. Yeah. yeah. As long as he and so, and that, that's a significant player for the Giants. I mean, when you look at the Giants, there are two wins in the last five weeks uh, over uh, Philadelphia and Las Vegas. They were plus four. They had four takeaways uh, against Philadelphia, and they had three takeaways against Vegas, and he mm-hmm. had three interceptions in those uh, two wins. And, Who was that? Uh, Xavier McKinney, the yeah, uh, safety out of Alabama, who's a really good player. Um, so they had basically five starters that weren't practicing yesterday. We'll see what happens today. Saquon Barkley, uh, Daniel Jones, uh, Austin Johnson, defensive lineman, uh, and Adoree Jackson, and Graham Gano, their kicker, uh, was out too. The other guy that's uh, it's not COVID-related, but uh, – 
on their uh, defensive line, Leonard Williams. Mark Williams, uh, yeah. yes. Um, and they're 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 um, and they and, and I guess D- uh, Dexter Lawrence, right? He's a guy that they're trying to figure out because yeah. they had three first round picks. And two of them have already flamed out, so they're hoping. <laughs> what do you mean flamed out? Like uh, they weren't worth the crap. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what you mean. Yeah, I wrote that. Because if that's if they aren't worth the crap, then that's bad uh, scouting. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You well, let, oh, it was it was three three first round picks from 2019. Okay, mm-hmm. so the the jury's still out on Daniel Jones, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. The, the first one, DeAndre Baker. Um, I'm not even. I don't even know if he's on the team. Uh, I he just, got had some off the field issues. He had didn't he? right, and they got rid of him already. So <laughs> that's the first round. And Dexter, Dexter, and Dexter Lawrence. And Dexter Lawrence. Lawrence. And there's a question mark on just how good he is. Golly, man! You 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 spent a first round pick and traded people away to get those picks, Come guys. On, I man. think it was the Odell Beckham Jr. And, and, trade. and you fire uh, Jason Garrett. Yeah, right. He was the he was the problem. What do you think about Jason going to Jacksonville? (laughs) Has that been announced? (laughs) No, (laughs) they got to do something to fix the culture there. That's what it sounds like. It sounds sounds there. I mean, they got to fix the culture there. (laughs) And and you know what? He would be good for that. He would be good for that. Uh Just get him. But you got to have patience with your coach in Jacksonville. You know that they 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 think it's going to happen overnight. And, and, you know, you fire your coach 13 games in, you knew after the fourth game that he was not the guy. They were just hoping he wouldn't screw up again before the season was over, and he couldn't even do that. So, no, I, I, if Jason went down there, I think it would be good for the organization, but the organization would have to be patient. Right. And, and think about this, too, all the stuff that took place uh, with Meyer, Urban Meyer. If they were 11-2, and two, Nobody would care. He's still the kick. Yeah, he's still the coach, right? Mm-hmm. Even if he kicked the kicker and called well, him a dip ass. He did. <laughs> so, but here's my thing: your quarter. When I look at the team, I don't see improvement. You know, you got a quarterback there. You got sunshine, and uh, he hadn't gotten any better. Right. So you know, he hadn't gotten any better. So you need somebody that's a good quarterback. That's coach. what I'm talking about, right there. Yeah, absolutely. Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich. I agree. Is there one hundred percent? Oh, as a head coach, mm-hmm. I don't even know who their offensive coordinator. Yes, yes, he did. He beat the Cowboys pretty bad. That's a, no that one year. that's a no-brainer right there to me. Mm-hmm. It really is. So yeah. let the Tampa Bay season play out. He's offensive coordinator there, and I think he would be a prime candidate in Jacksonville. They, remember, they, they, everybody loves him. You mm-hmm. know, you remember Leftwich? Yeah, at Marshall was it when they were <laughs> his lineman carried him. To the to the line of scrimmage on like a, a last two minute drive, mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. His, they picked him up and carried him from play to play, and he got out there. I believe they won that game. Did you help Dion uh, recruit that cornerback? <laughs> I did not, but okay. I'm proud of him. <laughs> I'm proud of him. Yeah, when you bring that up, you know Dion's never been a guy that I would pattern myself after. But when you look at what he's done uh, as a family man, he went through a, a couple of, you know, went through a divorce, of course. But his kids seem to be very well balanced. Uh, he brought his kid with him mm-hmm. as a quarterback for Jackson State. And, you know, let's just be real. He, he produces everywhere he goes. And, and at Jackson State, not just the swag needed it, but the, all HBCUs, we need this influx of these professional players coming back and coaching. You good with Hugh Johnson? Hugh Jackson. Jackson, Jackson, sorry. I am good with Hugh Jackson because, okay. to me, he's a, a guy a lot like Jason Garrett. 
You know, winning is important, but he's always been about the players. Mm -hmm. He's always been about the players. And he's gotten screwed a few times because he took that stance. So I hope he's he continued. I hope he stayed in that manner. And, you know, it's a way to make a difference when you go to an HBCU because you're talking about legacy. You're not just talking about winning. You're talking about legacy. Rob always talked about, you know, you graduate first. You carry yourself as a Gramlinite before you play as one. And so football was always there, of course. It's, it's, it's sports. Like, like Rob said, you're not going to catch 80,000 people coming to watch the, the, the geometry class. <laughs> you know, So it's about football, yes. But when it's all said and done, we also realize once these young men finish, they're just another black man trying to go into society. So we want to make sure you're ready for it. And I think Hugh Jackson's the guy that can continue that, that little culture. So, unfortunately, Dak's probably doing his media session right now. Right he, now. He comes back last. And so when I came in, he was there. You want to take a break and go see if he's there? Yeah, he's yeah, itching, he's say, itching. hey, what are you doing? He's itching. You can uh, see him. He's uh, squirming uh, in his seat. How about seat. this from, uh, from <laughs> Zach, Zach Martin? They asked him about Neville Gallimore, and, and he said uh, – He's a dense human being. <laughs> he doesn't mean he it up here. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't mean it up here. here. <laughs> he means body type, yes. That's a dense human being. That is a compliment. Right? He did, he did clarify that. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody knew what he was talking no, about. No, it, that's amazing. The way he's playing. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I, I hadn't seen a play like – when is the last time you've seen a play like that? In the pros. Mm. In the pros. I mean, we've seen LT. We've seen, you know – of course, Parsons this year, but you heard two people in one play? <laughs> That's right, he did. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've, and they didn't return either. They did not. I mean, they were laid out. You had two people laid out, and Randy Gregory's over there just dying. And I don't think they're back this week either. <laughs> no, I don't think, I don't think so. And, and and speaking of Gregory, so somebody wanted to tell, ask him about the uh, – the team's identity now is defense, and he was like, oh, I don't know this we want to go there. He said – Let's put it this way. I'm very proud of where the defense is right now. And it's like, okay, good answer. It is a good answer. Uh, and then he went on to talk about how much confidence he had in the offense and that they still have room to improve. Uh, and, and just think about it. All those guys playing together, you know, they hadn't been together that long. They had not so been together. They got four games to basically get ready for – oh, we're not supposed to mention playoffs either. Did no, you hear Mike no, this morning? Uh, after the, 10 wins? After 10 wins. Well, got to get to 10. Got yeah. Jim Moore a moment or something? Yeah, yeah. Playoffs? Yeah. Because <laughs> Brad, Brad – Brad st- I knew where Brad was going, like he was going to ask him if uh, you don't, you talk to the players about playoffs or the, you know, the contingencies out there, and he stopped him in the middle of the sentence as soon as he said playoffs, and he goes – uh, yes, we're not going to talk about that until mm-hmm. we have our 10th win. That's right. Because that guarantees the playoffs. Um, Don't use that word either. He said. Don't use that word either. His point guarantee. was. He, <laughs> yeah, it, it worked last week. Oh, he didn't use that word last week yeah. either, but we, it, was, it was reported that he did. His point was if you, if you win 10 games in the NFL, you have a chance, a good chance, you're going to end up in the playoffs, not necessarily. Especially, with, especially with seven teams making And now the 17 games, he said, I don't know, maybe I have to go to 11. Oh, yeah. But, and, but you get an extra team in the playoffs, right. too. Seven teams in the playoffs. All right. Uh, there's much more to get to. We're just getting started on this edition of Mick Shots, and Mickey's going to check and see if Dak is talking, <laughs> and we'll have a full He's report when we out come the back. Door as we speak. <laughs> hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? 
Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, to mixed shots. Excuse me, but your favorite <laughs> WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd, and Sunday, April 3rd. That would be 2022. For a limited time, get four tickets for the price of three and save up to 25% when you use the code CHEER, C-H-E-E-R, and it's capital letters, too, by the way. Get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Who authored that, man? I like that. They use some good words there. Stupendous. Stupendous. AT&T Stadium, there's a lot of football being played this week. You know, the Cowboys are away from AT&T Stadium over basically a full month period. From Thanksgiving until the day after Christmas. Next home game is the Washington game on the 26th. But there's 12 state championship games being played at AT&T Stadium starting yesterday. Yesterday, There were three yesterday. There's three every day, Wednesday through Saturday. Mm -hmm. And Everson said he's going out there on Saturday. I'll be at the SOC game at 11. South Oak South Cliff Oak plays Hill. Liberty Hill at 11 a.m. Saturday. Uh, Duncanville has the rematch against uh, Galena Park. North Shore. North Shore. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's the rematch from the, from the Hail the Mary. Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I told you I spoke at their, uh, Duncanville's banquet after that. Did you? I did. And, of course, I had to bring up the San Francisco game just to let them know how there's you know, life after things in the perspective. And I, as I was bringing that up, one guy in the stand goes, that was you. <laughs> hey, that was you. Yeah, dude. That's why I'm telling you the story. So their head coach. Um, Sample. Sample. Original samples. He, um, it was like 
maybe a week or two after. I don't know why he was here at the Star, but it was around the time before Jason's press conference. Might have been a Coach of the Year deal. It might have been, that, and, yeah. and they had they were they were and he came walking in, and I saw him. And uh, I just went up to him and I said, man, I don't know what to tell you. I said, but uh, you did a phenomenal job to actually do an interview after that game. After that game. Because he, he sure carried did. himself awfully well. Sure and I was like, if it was me, I don't think I could have done that. He didn't that. look at it as any other loss, but it was, you know, he used the same jargon. Right. You know, but you know, down deep, it was yeah. hard to, to say. And uh, so just to bring the perspective on this, uh, Reginald Samples, uh, he's been at Duncanville for several years now, and this will be we'll his third state title game. Uh, in the last four years, uh, and and he actually was before that, but he was at Skyline prior to Duncanville, and prior to that he was at Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And South Oak Cliff is playing in the state championship game. The last time a DISD school uh, won a UIL state championship was 1950 Sunset yeah. High School, yeah. or the last time Sunset they, they were able to keep a state championship. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, Dallas Carter in Dallas 1988. Carter. That just gets yeah, everybody right. goes past. That right, right. Carter beat and Converse so Judson in 1988, and you have those great players. It might have been one of the team. best high school teams in the state. And they, of just, they got it taken away because of things off the field. It right. had nothing to do with how good they were on the field. Right, and yeah. um, and Jesse Armstead was on that team, that Carter team That's in 1988. Right. The DIST school made it to the state championship game in 2004, and Reginald Samples was the head coach of that Lincoln team. Uh, it was led by Byron Eton, mm-hmm. who's a quarterback. Very Eton good. was. A great basketball yes, player was. at Oklahoma State. Point guard uh, and quarterback. They lost it on a uh, in double overtime against Kilgore on a blocked field goal attempt that was returned for a touchdown. Okay, let's let, let, let's put things. Uh, also, let's let's talk about another one. If I was not mistaken, Highland Park Field was that Samples team with the controversial onside kick. Mm. You remember it was no, in no. It was yeah, skyline against South Lake Carroll. Yeah, in yeah. Uh, a in, controversial onside yeah, kick. Yeah, I can't. I was there, and I can't. I even was there too. Quite remember how that it went was down. a. Uh, it, it, it went past ten yards. It didn't go ten yards. It didn't something go ten like yards. That. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, that was very yeah. controversial yeah. as well. So no, that was a good. But game. Samples has had these all these close calls and has not That's won a state one. championship. Yeah. And uh, he is considered the godfather of coaches in the area. And uh, Jason Todd, who is the head coach at South Oak Cliff, was on Sample's staff for 10 years at Lincoln and then at Skyline and got the South Oak Cliff job. And South Oak Cliff now is playing in the state championship game. You guys are selling tickets to the games on Saturday. Hey, man. They may already be sold out. Well, here's the other thing is um, the Saturday night game, Austin Westlake is playing Denton Geyer. Right. Austin Westlake. Might have the best high school football That's team I've say. ever seen. That's what and say. Todd Dodge is the head coach there, and it's going to be his last game. He's retiring at the end of the season. Really? And uh, yeah. And so not to move on. To no, no, he's no. retiring uh, from coaching. And uh, so Westlake. I mean, they've, Man, this is they've been be a great sp- weekend. <laughs> yeah. Is he old enough to retire? He's not. Uh, That's what I was thinking. He must be moving on. I didn't think he was that old. He's, he's really not. He had a health issue a year or two ago, right. and yeah. so he's uh, decided that this is it. For now, anyway. Because he can't be wife like decided. early 60s, right? He's probably uh, maybe late 50s or like 60 years old. He was uh, 1981 out of Port Arthur, so whatever that would be, 
so 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's probably 58 or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nice stuff. Anyway. All right. That gets you up to speed on everything that's going on out there. I like that. Before 58. WrestleMania. 58, <laughs> Chris says. Um, all right. How, what concerns you about the Giants this week? What concerns me is the Cowboys. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't want to go into another Denver game. It's too late for that to have that kind of setback. I don't want to see us as a team, and that could go for any of these uh, uh, ensuing games. I don't want to see us go back to old habits. We've got a little issue with, at the quarterback position with the passing game. Uh, the running game. Running game. <laughs> Offensive line. But, you know, this is the moment to where we understand what our problems are. Let's just move forward with them. And every NFL team does it. Let's not keep acting like we're so delicate and put together so shakily to where we can't survive, uh, you know, just a little bit of uh, uh, adversity. So, you know, let's just go forward. And what helps you with that is having a good defense. Okay, I guess my question is, uh, from a coaching perspective, what is a more nerve-wracking game for a coach when you're playing oh, when you're one. going up against the Giants this week? Yeah, or let's say Arizona two weeks after that. Yeah, this game trap game four trap nine, game. Uh, and 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 Mike talked about the, what he was concerned most about uh, with the Giants defense with the Cowboys trying to get their offense going. He said they're. Uh, they've they've played every defensive front that's available in football. Mm. So they're they're multiple, right? They don't do the same three man, two, four linebackers, four, three. They play a lot of different fronts. They probably move the front to try to confuse the offensive line. Uh, that was his concern for the, him to get the offense ready to face their multiple fronts. Isn't that our MO as well? Yeah. 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 So um, because, you know, with the injuries they have, the COVID they have, they haven't been very good offensively uh, so far this year. Um, You just got to take care of yourself, I think, from from that standpoint. And don't go out there and flop around, turn the ball over, give them easy touchdowns, things like that. And, And you would be able to take care of yourself. I think that's why, you know, we were just trying to say, Nothing worries us about the Giants. It's the Cowboys that worries. You know, so the last thing that we do, their last games, uh, and, and they they've they've won a couple of them, but they they scored twenty five points uh, to beat Carolina twenty five to three, and then they've scored seventeen, twenty three, and a win over the Raiders, uh, ten against Philadelphia, thirteen and a win. Oh, no, that was over Ten, ten was Tampa. Ten was Tampa Bay, and then nine and 21 in the loss to the Chargers. Why do the NFC East teams have the problems with the Raiders? Have they beaten anybody else other than the NFC East? What's the deal? Well, the Giants beat the Raiders. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why, well, you know. Um, if the Giants can beat them, why can't anybody else? Yeah. Just, <laughs> that's what you're thinking. So. Well, Washington beat the Raiders too. They beat them. So yeah. the Cowboys are the only one. Cowboy, the also. problem is the Cowboys can't beat the Raiders. Here's the common uh, denominator in their two wins, though, against the Ra- the Giants. Their win over the Raiders, 
They had three takeaways. They went over Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. They had four takeaways. Mm -hmm. And the other games, they had zero takeaways the last two weeks against the Chargers and the Dolphins and lost both those games. I mean, they were get, they got blown out by the Chargers. It was 37-7 to before they, they scored, scored two, two late touchdowns to make Chargers it 37-21. And so and, Freddie Kitchen is the answer to this. Well, and then Mike Glennon is quarterbacking, right. and uh, his career record as a starting quarterback in this league is six and twenty-three. Jeez, and He's still in the league. Now, now we saw. <laughs> How is that? Man? <laughs> How is that? This is crazy. Now we saw Glennon earlier this season, as yes, we, we all did. recall. Daniel Jones got knocked out of the game here. Saquon Barkley got knocked out of the game here, uh, and Barkley was out for the next six weeks. Bunch of bullies. And he's he's back now. Um, And so they do have a a healthier Barkley now. Well, didn't Glennon led him to those late touchdowns, right, against the Giants? Because it looks like, okay, it was 44-20. to It was like 44-7, to I think, at some point, Mm -hmm. or 44-10. to well, that's when the secondary is back there looking well, for Well, he threw a touchdown pass to Anthony Brown, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did he throw one to Kadarius Tony? Because I think he had before a pretty good game out, yes. against the Cowboys. Yeah, before yeah. he got thrown yeah, out. Yeah, he did. Now, that guy's like I said, he's That's just, the only way they covered him. Like he got thrown said, out. He's so extra. Yeah. You know, he's an amazing athlete. Oh, he just he's a dynamic player. Just well, The cool. touchdown pass Glennon threw against the Cowboys was to Devontae Booker. Oh, okay. The running back. Mm-hmm. Right. Who came in for Barkley in that game. And and Brown sealed the win with the 45-yard interception return. Cowboys were, at halftime, only led that game 17-10. to 10. Right. And it was 17-13 to 13 early in the third. And that's when the Cowboys rattled off 17 straight points. To that's the, that's the MO for usually how the Giants play. They play you tough in the first half. Even against Tampa, it's kind of they played them tough in the first half, and then, you know, it was boring. But you, saw, I think Tampa went on to win by a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, they won thirty to ten over mm-hmm. them. Um, so, I mean, they can hang in there, right? We got so the from a thing. from a player's stamp perspective, uh, how do the players approach uh, playing a team like the Giants, who are four and nine? You have, to, you have to fight trying to be greedy. You have to be more controlled. You know, you have to be that team that says the, the wave is coming. We're going to do what we do. The wave is coming. We just can't rush it. You know, just like you, you, you spoke, I just said it. Uh, the teams are always close in the first half. And then it's the second half. Because of the discipline in the second half, the better team always wins. So we just have to stay disciplined. We can't come out. With the same old, uh, let me get the offense warmed up a little bit. You've got to crank that thing up and mm-hmm. kind of crank that offense up. Oh, a little interception. Oh, man, it's no big deal. Oh, strip fumble, a sack fumble. Oh, we're, gonna, we're still trying to crank that thing up. we got the right gas. Yeah, yeah. we need to come out. <laughs> we, we just come out and be solid. Just come out and be solid and, you know, use all three facets of the game. Nobody get lazy. So Sounds like you had the same lawnmower I had. <laughs> yeah, well, the Cowboys been using the same lawnmower offensively. <laughs> for six like weeks. For last, I was going to say month. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we just have to come out and be solid. You see it happening. The, the better teams, Tampa, Green Bay, they're coming out, Rams, they're coming out and executing right off the bat. They are way past that, 
beginning of the season, midseason, we're still trying to get it going. No, they're polished right now, and they come out first drive, second drive, and they score, and they keep the pressure on. That's what I mean. You keep the pressure on. You don't score and then let up like we did in the Washington game. Well, it had been a while, I think, since the Cowboys had scored on the first drive of the game, but they did it. Unfortunately, it was a field goal mm -hmm. uh, this last game, and I was just trying to see what they've done. Uh, the previous games, the, the Saints, it was a punt. Um, a punt, a punt, a punt, and a touchdown against the Falcons. Wow, and that was a 43-3 win. Yeah. There you go. So it's been a while. Uh, and then the Broncos, it was downs. Actually, downs, the first two possessions, they gave the ball up on down. So they went for it on fourth down, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the Vikings missed field goal. Uh, the Patriots, downs. The Giants, the first time around, interception. Oh, no. So that first <laughs> drive... Uh, they've had some uh, problems with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I hate, I hate watching that. Punt, touchdown, touchdown, punt. So I, that's I, I the can't whole unclench till the second half. It's yeah, killing yeah. me, man. It's killing me. I, I can't live like this. All right, we continue with more mix shots in a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Want Rowdy to deliver your presents this year? Now is your chance. Rowdy's holiday deliveries are available. Spread joy this holiday season with a surprise delivery from your favorite mascot. Book your holiday delivery today at DallasCowboys.com slash Rowdy. Ho, 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 <laughs> ho, ho. Ah. 
And by the way, I was uh, doing a segment this morning with the, the guys on Giants, Del, or NewYorkGiants.com, mm-hmm. and they were asking me to try to describe Diggs, and I used Everson Walls as my example. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the ability to catch the ball. And uh, so I said something, and one of the guys go, yeah. He goes, when you talk about Walls, you, you, you mean he – the guy's crafty because Walls was crafty. And I said, oh, okay. Um, guy's last name was Patino maybe? Some, somebody knew you. Okay. He must have covered the team for a long period that of time. That sounds familiar. That name does sound familiar, Patino. So, Would you uh, describe yourself as crafty? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I had to, that was that was it. Can't be a dummy out there, especially when you're running a four seven. <laughs> if you can't run fast, you better think fast. So yeah, that was that was it. <laughs> okay, Cowboys game against the Cardinals, January second is now a three twenty five kickoff. That's not surprising. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals, news regarding them as uh, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins officially had surgery on a torn MCL. He's going to have it in the coming days. Is headed to injured reserve. His regular season is over. They are hopeful that he might be able to return if they go deep in the playoffs. See, I've never, I've never heard of anybody having surgery on a torn MCL. It can't be a, a scope, right? Well, it probably is. But, I, I, but maybe that is to to give him a chance to be back, back for the playoffs. Well, normally if you tear if it's a scope, if you tear you your MCL, back. I mean it's 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 usually a partial tear or whatever, and it's two to four weeks. I I don't recall anybody like tearing it all the way because you a tear is if you stretch it right, it's a tear because okay. some of the the ligament frays right, okay. um, and then. If you're somebody like me, it's a Anytime I it's hear a month MCL, and a half. Yeah, I'm thinking out. Medial, I'm thinking you're out. Well, medial collateral, and you're usually out two to four. So mm-hmm. maybe you're right. Maybe they have a way to do so surgery you, if now. You, okay, so it's what is it, December 16th mm-hmm. or so? Um, so they four, haven't ruled out the playoffs, is yeah, what they're saying. Right, and yeah. so that takes you basically to the first four weeks would get you to the uh, wild card round of the playoffs, right. basically. Right. So maybe that's they just who knows, um, but I guess by doing a surgery they can get him back quicker that way. Because the MCL usually regenerates itself. Mm-hmm. God, um, I did that twice. That's how you know so much about it. <laughs> <laughs> a man that has been there. All right, we we touched on the Urban Meyer news in Jacksonville, the and we mentioned a possibility on a replacement there. And, of course, the first tweets out after Urban Meyer was let go, there was Kellen Moore uh, oh, tweets. Oh, okay. And so Kellen Moore to Jacksonville. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to take that first job, you better make sure you got a quarterback. There's a quarterback there. There's a quarterback there. Yeah. Because I remember when, who was it? Sean Payton did the interview with the Raiders. And it would have been 2004, 2005. He got to the Saints in 06, I think it was. So it Mm -hmm. must have been 05 he interviewed. And he, he basically turned the job down. Because no quarterback was there. And I think that was part of it. There were some other reasons, you know, and I remember somebody said, oh, he just he just committed 
professional suicide, he turned down Al Davis. And it's like, okay, but what situation is are the Raiders in at this time? Al Davis right? has no juice in the NFL. It was always about the Raiders. Back then, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and so anyway, and then when he took the job with the Saints, it was a it was a two man deal, right? Because they took the chance on Drew Brees mm-hmm. when the, the um, what was it? It was his shoulder. It was a shoulder injury. It was a shoulder with Drew Brees coming out of yeah. San Diego. And 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 so the Dolphins, they they failed him on his physical, which didn't uh, make uh, Saban happy. By the way, and he only stayed I think one more year mm-hmm. and then left. Uh, but it was about the quarterback. And so they, I remember them signing. Uh, it sounded like they signed Breeze to this big contract, but basically, if you looked at the inside of it, the details were one year, $10 million. Mm-hmm. So they bet $10 million that the shoulder would recover and he'd be fine. They won the bet, and Sean Payton became a genius head coach. That's right. So now, don't go anywhere at, without a quarterback. At, when you look at Jacksonville, uh, they have the potential for a good defense. They have a couple of veterans on there. Uh, especially at the linebacker position that are doing the best they can under these situations. But, you know, you could go there and, and make some noise uh, first year. And you got to put together first year, you, you got to go put there. together a staff and an offense because line. Urban Meyer said my, my assistant coaches are a bunch of losers. <laughs> Probably didn't help them out very much. Oh my goodness, man. Oh my so, you know what you know what this proves? If you're a college head coach, you got a lot of cover. You can do a lot wrong if you're winning, mm-hmm. and it never leaks out. Yeah. But once you get to the NFL, yeah. there's too many eyes on you, and anything that off the off and, the field. And your competition is much stiffer. That's the main right. thing. They, yeah, exactly. They, they cause you to do stupid things if you're not prepared. I'm not sure that Jacksonville would be the place that I would want to go, I, even with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, if first job, somebody's got to change it. Somebody has to change it down there. Where's uh, Jimmy? <laughs> that's why Jimmy was in Miami and uh, he flirted. Saban. He flirted with with Jacksonville. Uh-huh. That was one of the things. He, remember the Giants and Jacksonville. Anywhere where you can he can park a boat, man. You know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you got a place I can park my boat and drink some beers, I'm good. The advantage on a Jacksonville is you don't have the media that right. you have at other places that can drive you out real quick. Mm-hmm. You know. And they probably don't have a very demanding fan base either since they've been I know they don't patient. have hotels. No. I, know. I know that. Yeah. I showed up there one year to cover <laughs> at the last minute uh I think it was Oklahoma State in in what did they it was at the what bowl? Gator Bowl. Gator Bowl and could not find a hotel room. I know. I was could there. not find a hotel there. room. I was there, brother. And and, and and it, it's, and the city's laid out kind of weird anyway, right? And so I remember this was funny. Uh, the guy that was covering for the morning news, he had a room, and I had a rental car. So it was like he goes, okay, don't tell Dave Smith. Remember, he's the sports <laughs> editor, czar at the morning news. He goes, but we can share my room, and then I'll share your car and right. get me to the airport. And I said, fine with me, right? And uh, so we pulled it off. But, yeah, showed up there without no, that a hotel was an ugly, room. That was an ugly Super Bowl, the, the event. Oh, the Super Bowl was just. We had a, a Super Bowl golf tournament. I was invited to it. And everyone was supposed to get paid like $1,000 to play golf. 
This is supposed to be a great event. So you look around. I mean, everyone was there. Bates and D Jack Del Rio were still fussing about getting, you know, Bates getting fired by Jack Del Rio down there. Mm. Uh, LT was there. Banks was there. I mean, everybody, everybody was there. And I remember Thornton Chandler, he looked around and he said, it's not enough money to pay all these people. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, what are you talking about? Next thing you know, the, the guy that, that set up the event, they caught him at the airport <laughs> trying to get away with all the money. No way. <laughs> so we're standing there. The cops pull up. Hey, guys, you can play golf if you want. But the, the, the guy that just set it up, you know, we just arrested this guy. And so and he ain't got. It was ugly. It was ugly. You know, the other thing that was there is what they pulled off, and that's why they'll never get another Super Bowl. Is like the there wasn't a lot of restaurants downtown, but the ones they did, they were charging a seating charge, so per person, per table. Like if you had five people, they were charging that would be fifty bucks before you even got can, on the can menu. You say gouging. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and the menus changed. Like the menu you looked up online, wasn't the menu they were handing you the prices? Yeah. Oh, the, the yeah. prices changed. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. the fare was still the prices changed. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, but my so my advice to Kelly don't Moore, go to don't go to <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville. It would, it would be be patient. Sometimes you you're 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 better off you're better off as an offensive coordinator in a certain spot that you know than than that That's head good. coaching job elsewhere. Yeah, and he's young. He's he's gonna have other opportunities. So there you go. We, you know, talk, we talked you into it, huh, Bill? Uh -huh. you know, <laughs> out of it, out of it. Zim sort of did the same thing, too, because he had the, the interview um, with Nebraska, mm -hmm. and he didn't kind of like the setup there. And so, unfortunately, and somebody That's made, the most important thing is who you who you going to be working with. Right. And then, Trust factor. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then they didn't uh, – he, he might have been the head coach here, but Bill didn't decide to retire – uh, his contract was up, and he had the opportunity to go to Atlanta to be the defensive coordinator for the guy that was at Louisville, um, and then he quit in the Bobby middle. Petrino. Bobby, Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino. Yeah. yeah, and somebody somebody said something about you know college coaches going to the NFL and failing, and they go yeah, and, and Petrino goes to Atlanta and and and, and failed. And it's like no, he quit. Mm -hmm. He quit to go to Arkansas to be the head coach. And then left the, all the coaches there high and dry. And Zim was simmering, right? He didn't say anything until he got to Cincinnati as the defensive coordinator there, and they had to play Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. And somebody asked him about it, and oh, my wow. God. <laughs> he went off, just went off on, on his coach quitting. You can't quit and leave a staff there and families there and just walk out on them without even telling us. Oh, he went crazy. Uh, but he, deser he deserved every bit of it. He did. He ended up, yeah, he got what he deserved in the end. He's yeah. not the only coach who's done that. Okay, uh, that does it for mixed shots for oh, this my. Thursday. And uh, we've got a wild and wacky Friday we'll ahead. We'll because... at 135 tomorrow. <laughs> 135. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you tomorrow at 130 or 135. <laughs> Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!